What's going on, everybody? This is the Grown Up Italian Podcast. I'm your host, Rocco. I got my co-host, Sabino. What's up, guys? And our beloved cousin, Giovanni. What's on? Hello, everyone. For, you, for those of you that don't know, this is Giromenico's son. <laughs> the one that you see on our page all the time. Two opposites. He's, he's uh, hanging out on his side right now. <laughs> so we're going to just, um, you know, thank you guys. We're going to talk about all of the Italian Christmas desserts. We're going to be posting stuff, you guys, on your page. So people are going to, we don't want them to be confused. So um, we're going to go through them. All right. Yeah. A lot so, of, a lot of what people don't understand is when we post things, sometimes we'll like today I posted, well, the other day I posted something and it was Italian wedding soup. And a lot of people were complaining like, oh, you should say minestrone with meatballs. Because that's the actual Italian way to say it. So, and I thought to myself, I was like, wow, we try and push the culture, but we don't say the actual terms. So, for this episode, it's right around Christmas time. If you're thinking of some desserts that you want to make with your family, you should definitely stay tuned. Our cousin here has some, he put together an awesome PowerPoint. We're going to display it as we and go. And the one thing that I would like suggest you do is when we get to each dessert, take a screenshot because they have the recipes mm -hmm. on there. Yeah. Yeah, and so, the, the recipes we picked are the ones closest to, like, the ones that we make. Mm -hmm. The thing is, we really don't have written recipes because everything's <laughs> done by hand, and that's something that's very common with the or, Italian people. Or the people. recipes are missing an ingredient. Yeah. Because <laughs> the CIA is going to take their stroop filler, you know? The, the secret ingredient. So, yeah, let's just, um, we'll start off here. So, like, we got the seven fishes, but it's really about, like, the desserts. Every dessert starts off with, like, the nuts, the espresso, uh, fresh fruit. And then the local pastry shop, right? And then after that, all the sugar. Then you go into like the traditional ones, like the panettone, the pandoro, uh, the panforte, which is common for other parts of Italy, in southern Italy. You know, it's not really that common, but we'll go through all that. The bow ties, the anginette cookies, the tricolor cookies, and the tiramisu. But everything really is regional. And what we're going to see is not only is it regional, for Italy, it becomes then regional when people came over to America. So really, we got to know like the Italians, where they ended up. So a lot of Italians ended up in uh, New York, obviously, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania. Philly. Philly, right? And the reason why that they went there is because of the jobs, right? So they didn't know the English language, right, obviously. And between 1880 and 1915, four, Itali four million Italians came to the U.S., and they brought with them... Was that before Italy was actually one nation too? So 1861, when they unified, right, the southern Italians fled. Because, you know, remember, Italy, the north, Sardinia, the king, he took over, right, southern Italy. And so the southern Italians were, like, obviously punished, right? The southern Italian, the king of two Sicilies, he was, like, basically lost. So because of that, all the southern Italians like started fleeing to the U.S. So they took up jobs like railroads, construction. And by then, like America, the Civil War was coming to an end. And so this isn't a history lesson, but we should know this. <laughs> no, no, it's good. But um, then like as America's building, 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 the Italians, because of World War One and World War Two, had to sort of like take that culture into their homes. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like of, you know fascism and all that stuff you didn't want to like show especially off, like right. the world wars right yeah. weren't they like anti-italian yeah. right anti-italian anti-german anti-japanese and so like the italians really stopped talking italian that's why there's a whole generation of people that right. don't speak italian it was because you didn't want to like draw attention to yourself 
but they kept their traditions, which were, was the food, right? That's like mm-hmm. the, the big thing with the Italians. They're like, I'm not sacrificing that. <laughs> not, you can take away the language, but you can't take away the food. But, but um, yeah. Was so, this where gravy was born, you think? I don't know. That's a terrible <laughs> thing. It's so, John, before, before we even continue, yeah. you know, you mentioned the how Italy had that north and that south. Yeah. Obviously. And is that where that split began? Or yeah. was it so, prior to that where... Southern Italy was very... Um, it was developing, right? So this is pre-unification. Some of the first factories, the most important artists, the mm-hmm. architects. So Southern Italy was doing great. And what happened was the king, because he was like French descent, he fell out of favor, you know, with the people, the commoners. And so that helped him get overthrown because then, uh, you know, Garibaldi and all the the people supported by the king of Sardinia, they invaded, right? And so mm-hmm. it was like, basically, it was like a revolution and then unification. So like, it, it's very um, a, a touchy issue because it's like the history is taught by the winner, right? And so the winner was right. north. Mm-hmm. So like, they really never talk about how things were okay in the south. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at um, the buildings, some of the buildings in the south, they have, it's like the... Your uh, Italian Versailles is in southern Italy. Right. A lot of the bridges. So, you know, it's a regional split that you'll see. Even, like, with the cooking, right, um, it's a whole different thing. And even now, it's the south is is abused by the government. The laws favor the north. Um, and that's just the way it is. It's been like that since that's why, why That's why there's more immigrants from the south, yeah. though. Because yes. they look for and, the better and, life. And of, of those, like, millions of Italians that came here, most were from the South fleeing oppression, basically. Where does it exactly start the South? Would it be Rome or? So uh, it would be like right underneath Rome, like a little further down. Because like not Napoli. No, no, no. A little above. No, Napoli was the capital of Southern Italy. Right. Okay. Uh, So it was the kingdom of two Sicilies. So it was Sicily and Naples Mm -hmm. made up like the kingdom of two Sicilies. And so... That would start it all. Because if you go to Naples, there's a castle um, and there's a Regia di Caserta, which is like the Versailles of, of Italy. And um, But yeah, the south. And that's why like when the invasion happened during World War II, they went through Africa into southern Italy. Because that's where they could get up north instead of attacking from the north. You know, it's crazy how I'm 24 and half the things you said I was never knowledgeable of. You know, it's we don't learn it in the we never took an Italian. Well, you never took an Italian history course. There was an Italian history course. You learn Italian unification from the perspective of like nationalism and the pride of bringing the country together. What they don't talk about was like by bringing the country together, half the country had to get killed basically. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why they fled because once the North won the one this unification they ended up like cutting off everything to the south and what and what ended up happening even now like the railroads don't go past salerno the trains yeah yeah so like until recently though yeah but like yeah they but they closed them in the little town so like Buya now has some train service but it's like you want the country to flow um and even like now with the bonnetone right the italian government bailed out the Bonneton companies because they were northern, which is good. Like you want to eat Bonneton, right? But like, is that the the priority? But um, so l- let's jump into it. What exactly is Bonneton? So Bonneton is basically like bread that they raise for like three days. They add 
you know, raisins or candied fruit. And we know that this has been around since like ancient Rome. Oh, yeah. Right. And like the paintings from the Renaissance, they have these tall cakes. And oh, wow. so because of that, and it has yeast in it, that's why it gets like puffy. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and then in the 1900s, you it's, had, a, it's like a poor man's dessert kind of. Yeah, but like they try to come it off as like a fancy thing, right? Like because mm. it's bread. All it is is like it, it's a, a softer bread. So like um, in the 1900s, there were two companies, Motta and uh, uh, Bauli, right? We know Bauli. Mm-hmm. It's still around. Yeah, that's the one we put the other day. And and, and Bauli is from, um, you know, in both northern Italian companies. And what ended up happening is through the years, though, Bauli won the war and Bauli ended up buying like its competitors. So they're like the the company that makes the the panettone and you know what we have here we're going to try it now is um a panettone from um a company in brazil uh balduco and basically in 1948 this family left italy and they moved to brazil and they opened there's a lot of italians in brazil a lot of italians so the whole thing is the whole point of the panettone is that like it's all about it's the same thing, right? There's like tricks these days. They call it like artisanal, right? They put a fancy ribbon on it, but it's still the same recipe. Or they do like panet- French toast panettone. Yeah, yeah, and you could use this. Like I don't a lot know. of people like talk badly about panettone. I feel like yeah, like people yeah. like regifting panettone to yeah. everybody. You know, like I bring a panettone to your house, yeah. you bring it to Rocco's house. It's, yeah. it's, Rocco. it's so like, mainstream. Yeah. Like I went to the supermarket, and there was a whole. What's it called? A whole pallet of panettone right in the front of the mm-hmm. supermarket. So, I, yeah. you know, it, it definitely yeah. came a long way. Yeah. But I wonder if people actually like it. So as it's much becoming as it more seems. popular. Um, but, you well, know, your dad was saying before he used to have a, a store in Ozone Park when it was all Italians. And he used to sell 100 cases yeah. of this. We don't sell panettone in my store and or your store anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but like the thing is, so like if you look at the data now where it's being sold is like the Latin American countries because you have a stronger connection to the, that first wave of Italians. Um, we don't really, you don't see them as often. Like remember the Bali, they used to be all over. They're not as common, like, but there's the fancy panettone. So like in Italy, Right, um, you, right, you got right, right. like I like that panettone with the, like the cream in the middle. Yeah, there's definitely a yeah. bunch of types too. You know, there's espresso panettone. There's and then the other ones, the pandoro. Right, there's some people who hate, 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 hate panettone because of the grapes. And so, um, in 1800, right, this guy, Domenico Melagatti, got permission from the Italian government to make these. These pastries. You, mean, you had to cakes. get permission. You had to get permission. Oh my God. He trained. Oh, we were five biscotti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, this um, the Melagati, uh, is the one that, it's the one you get the bag, you put it in, then you shake up the bag. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right with the sugar. That's pandoro. Yes, that's pandoro. So but they have panettone like that too, right? Or is it just it, as soon as you put like sugar, the, it's pandoro because it doesn't have any of that stuff in it. And like oh, um, okay. what some of the Italians do is like they'll cut it up, put cream in it, mm, right? Yeah. And, well, Nutella, um, Nutella, so, Nutella makes everything better, and it has to have that eight star shape. Right? Yeah, and that's part of the patent. So if you go online, you go to Google, you put in Bandaro and Melagati, and you'll see the the decree from the the king's office giving them permission to like design this. And then they all the boxes still have 1894. And Melagati, by the way, was the company that the Italian government helped out a couple of years ago because they were going to go under. 
and they're you know they're up in Verona, so they want to keep you know keep the job, so you have to help the company out. Another um, another favorite um, is the struffoli oh, yeah. or honey balls. Or that's what the Metagons call it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. You're making honey balls tonight, sweetie. Make some honey balls. <laughs> <laughs> so. It is um it's a southern Italian dessert. All right, we got All right. that one. And because of that so another thing people really don't know is that a lot of Italians ended up coming into the US through uh New Orleans, right? Cuz it was first of all cheaper to come into the US through New Orleans or sometimes they failed up in Ellis Island so they came in through New Orleans and they have a similar recipe. And again, it's very regional, right? Theirs is a lot different than you get up in in the north, but the struffoli Go back to like the 17th century. A group of nuns came up with that first recipe. Wow! And um, it's deep fried dough, and then you put honey and sprinkles on it. Some people put like lemon juice in the yeah, honey a little lemon. to yeah. like give it that like little tart taste. I wonder why they thought honey. Like imagine nuns. What, what the hell they? It. That's what they use as a yeah. sweetener. Struffoli is like a love hate relationship for me because like. Depends who makes it, honestly. But not only that, I hate because like your fingers get all sticky yeah. and you know like that's the only way to eat it. You can't use a spoon. Like the, it's not cereal. The good thing is like if they're crispy on the outside, soft on the inside. Oh, that's the best. I yeah. don't like it with a lot of honey, just because I like to, you know, you get messy. I but hate. Stru- I hate when it's hard on the outside and hard on the inside. Or maybe it's just yeah, you crack your tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. coming up with that. <laughs> you break your tooth over there, but yeah, you like John said, crunchy outside, fluffy inside. That's the perfect way to make a struffoli. And more southern, you know, Italian southern, uh, fried, right? So the bow ties. I, I feel like bow ties are family's yeah. one, like, especially, like, always in our house. And they got to try it a couple times. They start practicing a couple weeks before, right, to get the perfect. A couple. To get the, the a perfect roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two, two weeks before, like, yeah, like yeah. last week they made it just to, to do it. I'm like, no, no, but que va? She said. Oh, you know, I want to make sure it's good for Christmas. It's very record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it is because the, the recipes aren't written down. And on this, you know, they're going to put up the some of the recommended. It's like a funnel cake, though, right? Yeah, a funnel mm-hmm. cake. Yeah, and that's it. That's like, so you sort of, each culture has their equivalent of this. And the Zeppoli, which we're going to try later on. Um, that's what I'm smelling right now? Yeah, that's what you're smelling. <laughs> so he's making that work right now. making Zeppoli. And then um, uh, Cartellate, which is made in the Puya region. Um, again, instead of using the powdered sugar, it's the yeah, it's the bow ties basically with you soaking in like yeah. honey or whatever. Honestly, I think that might be my favorite of that trio. Yeah. Just, you know, it doesn't need no powdered sugar or sugar yeah, on powdered top. Powdered sugar Just, makes it messy. Yeah. Where do the fried Oreos come in? Hey, that's what you see. That's at 2019. But like or, a, a part of that is like the you you forget where that original fried dough came from hundreds of years before, and then culture just sort of modifies it, and things get better or worse over time. And um, just a bunch. Worth. I'm gonna rattle a couple off. Uh, Anjanette or lemon drop cookies. Honestly, those, those are, those are those I'm gonna cut, my, cut you off right there. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah, that's that's the best. Ricotta one. though, lemon ricotta. ricotta you could yeah. lemon ricotta. Like I, you know, the secretary in my school, she makes the best. Lemon drop cookies, they are, are the best. And her family comes from Italy as well. And it's just like you, you say, what's the recipe? And they just rattle it off. And then you can't replicate it right. because 
everyone's measurements different because everyone's hand is different, right? Mm -hmm. So like that's why it's so hard to get any of these recipes in order. The recipes that you do have are like from, you know, Food Network, you know, and those people. So they measured things out. But um, yeah, so like the another one, the pizzelle, which are used this in the iron. Yeah. yeah. Um, then there's fig cookies, obviously. And then Mosta Charlie, which it's a southern thing. I'm not, I've had it, but like it's not some that we make at I'm home. I'm not too familiar with it, but it doesn't, it looks all right. Yeah, so basically what it is, it's like molasses. And it's like the, a molasses type. Like if you know what that tastes like. And it's, you know, you put it inside the whatever mm. mixture, a lot of chocolate, and then you dip it all in chocolate. And then the fig cookies. That's something like, you know, you'll get. Somebody will bring it to your house, a plate to try it. But like, we really, uh, we don't Nobody goes to anybody's house anymore yeah. with these cookies. Yeah, yeah they, in the old days. They're they all did. gone. Yeah. It's but, like they would just exchange baskets of cookies. Like, <laughs> you no, know, I try yours. The, the top right one, that's what? Uh, Pizza, 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 yeah. yeah, that's my so, least favorite. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's either like a hit bootleg or pancake. You yeah, know? basically. Waffle. Or a waffle, waffle, yeah. yeah. Lemon the, drop, gotta have that. Nice lemon, and lemony. Yeah. It's gotta be nice, nice and, and lemony. lemony. You can't, and they can't be like like a rock. You know, they gotta have. Oh my that. god! They actually make these these zeppelis, and they call them zeppelis as as um, Sansa, and it's lemon and um, honey, like you said. And that's what they put on the. Yeah, but the way they make them, like for August fifth, bro, they were ridiculous. Yeah. But like, like it's more yeah. lemon based. So like it's a little more liquidy. And every town, even in Italy, has their different things. So like in yeah. Zassano, they're like almost like a donut. In Sanza, mm -hmm. more it's, a, it's like like that. Yeah. In Tejano, yeah. um, it's more like crispy. You know. So each one has a different different taste. So we're gonna we're gonna try the Zeppeli. Here, let's yeah. go. go let, grab me, let me go grab it. They're right over there. Too? I heard it go. Yeah. It's right, right there, Rockla. These, these are in every Italian feast that you could imagine. Zio, you're gonna come try Zeppoli with us? Come and try Zeppoli. <laughs> I love the Zeppoli. I'm not gonna lie, this looks amazing right now. Wow. I don't. Wanna, I can't wait to try this. Let's try the Zeppoli. Ooh. So what? What kind of dough is used to make a traditional so Zeppoli? I don't know if you mentioned it. It's yeast. It's it's a uh, flour, right? Uh, and the whole thing is like how you make the dough rise. Hey. Right. And um. <laughs> Yeah, that's really that's a big deal, Zeppoli. Want to go half and half over here? Yeah, like, give me a little piece just to try. I just want to show the people like just the kind of On texture it's at. You know, look at that, nice and fluffy. And the whole thing about the Zeppoli is it, it shouldn't be perfect, right? You want to have like the, the each one's different edges, yeah. So it's a little. Here's crunchy. Little... I got it. Good stuff. But again, the powdered sugar goes everywhere. What do you think? It's good. <laughs> What's another style you can make it? <laughs> no, this is definitely good. Definitely a fan favorite. You gotta have the definitely on Christmas. But these yeah, aren't, these aren't like the ones at the feast that hey. even Duke wants them. <laughs> Dookie Dookie. Everybody wants them. That's how good they are. Yeah. But are they made Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? These. So sometimes people make it ahead. Of, like they'll make it Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And then they'll make fry so many that the, there'll be some for Christmas Day. Um, just because they don't want to like keep going with it. But uh, 
Yeah, so it's whenever. It's really just a dessert mm-hmm. to have on the table. That's why they put the honey to keep it a little softer. Very good. Zia yeah, just made it fresh job. for us. Yeah, I was smelling. They don't get better than this. No, no, like, perfect for me. It's like gotta be fresh. And then you know, like um, the usual desserts, like the tiramisu, the stuff that you go to the bakery. Pignoli for, cookies, pignoli cookies, rainbow cookies, rainbow cookies. You know, that's all stuff. That's that what they, I was just gonna say. Like, besides the panettone, you really can't buy these anywhere. No, like yeah. Zeppelis, where could you buy them? Besides the feast, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't and know. the lemon cookies, where could lemon, you find them? And that, like I said, lemon, those lemon cookies, the Anjanette, like some Italian Americans call it, they're like you just can't replicate it. And every family has their their own their own twist, recipe, which is twist. exactly the reason why Giovanni wants to do this podcast with us. Yeah. He's like, listen, you know, these things are not really that accessible. Yeah. Let's make people more lo- knowledgeable yeah. in these things so then they can make it their own. Because, knowledge. you know, and the thing is, like, so typically what will happen is, like, I'll talk to someone who's, like, second generation here. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, I remember when my grandmother used to make, you know, the either. lemon drop cookies. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had a good lemon drop cookie since. Right? And you should start hustling them. Yeah, we should start. Like, <laughs> so, 12, 12, 8. <laughs> Selling lemon drop cookies. But yeah, so the whole, like, the way that we could get, like, the culture back, really, and to make it known again is through the food, right? Why go to, like, Olive Garden if you could just make it at home, right? <laughs> and, like, people fall for the whole, like, you know, artisanal, right? The whole, everyone's, like, artisanal these days. But why can't, like, everyone just try, try it at home? It's, it's really not that difficult. And, um... It is accessible to, to get the information, so it's not like a, a secret. Knowing the history of like the panettone is kind of cool. Knowing that some of the the better companies are the ones like from Latin America, because of the fact that all the Italians went to Latin America, uh, and the reason why they went there, by the way, in the '40s, they had governments that were like the governments in the '40s in Latin America. They were doing better. You know, the like Argentina, Argentina, Venezuela, yeah. right? Venezuela, <laughs> Brazil. It was they were doing wonderful. So, um, yeah, that's really it, I think. Oh, that's it. That's the end. Yeah. Right so there. what I'm gonna do in the description of this video, I'm just gonna put all the recipes yeah. that John put in his PowerPoint. Yeah. Put them and there. They're not my recipes. They're hand selected. Um, and what I did was I selected recipes that were similar to the ones that we do. Mm-hmm. So, um. Sorry, yeah, so there, I see yeah. where you put the recipes. So, yeah. like, you know, there there was this show on PBS, um, Chow Italia. She's been around, like, 30-something years. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking um, about. And so she, her recipe. Giada you're talking about? No, no, not Giada. Um, the older woman, Mariana right? Esposito's her name. Oh, okay, okay. And she has the panettone recipe, which is, like, the easiest one that I found online. But, like, Giada, Hustrufli are the closest to the ones that we make. Um, there's even, like, Lydia... Yeah. Who is like well known? There's one of her recipes. There's also a recipe in there for lemon drop cookies that it's just like some lady put it up. That I think it's like they're very accessible recipes. And the thing is, like now when people we should have stuff, a little like it. contest for whoever sends the best truffoli, the yeah. best lemon drop cookies. Yeah, we panettone is like you know panettone everybody's really buys make, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we could give them a gift card to you know our merch online. They could get something. From growing up Italian, something like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. But I definitely feel like you shouldn't try and make panettone. 
You know, I feel like that's one I of the... I feel like this will blow up in the house more. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> no, because like it's a... like... So what it... So it, like, looks dramatic when they put it. You could, like, YouTube the videos of how they make it. It's like a big glob of, like, dough that they pull and then, like, throw into the container. You know, like, the plastic. And mm-hmm. then it grows three times. They make it raise three times. Yeah. Then they cut You said the it's top. a three-day process, yeah. right? Yeah. Like a good... Like, this one's 52 hours. Balduco. Um, each company does a different version, but you don't have to get fancy. There's people spending forty dollars on a bonneton. That's what I was gonna just because say. it has a ribbon on it. You don't have to get fancy with bonneton. It's the put same. Put your own thing. ribbon. Yeah, put your own ribbon and wrap it up yourself. <laughs> and then you sell know, for forty. And that's part of the problem. Like every, we can't fall for like this whole like artisanal. Just try it yourself. Get messy. Make mistakes. You know. So, uh, the one thing with Strufli, if you are going to try to make it, the oil does overflow. Yeah. Um, and, and we know that because we have we like to hang out around the stove when they're frying it. Get out of here. You're going to get burned. Yeah. So you just got to like just watch it, you know, and use a deep pan. Don't fill the oil up. And, and I'm pretty sure. A little sure at we'll a time. You got to make a little at a time. Yeah. You try a little, you know, everyone should at least try to make one new thing this year. And then next year you try a second thing. Nah, and I definitely agree. in a couple of years, you'll know how to do everything. Nice and easy. John, thank you so much yeah. for coming on, making people more knowledgeable in yeah. all of this. I hope you guys do try it. If you enjoyed this video, like, comment, subscribe. That means share a lot with to a us. friend. Share, yeah, share with a friend. And make cookies and share the cookies with make a friend. Make cookies, last and least. Not last, most certainly not least. Make the cookies, try them out, and enjoy it. Happy holidays, everyone. Bon, bon Natal. Natal. Enjoy. Bon Natal.